Hello guys, welcome to the HP or Knows the History Podcast. It's your host, Jessica, and we are going to talk about Alexander the Great, or or he can be referred to Alexander the Third of Macedon. So we know that he was born on July 356 BC in Pella. And he had a bunch of wives. So usually Whenever I hear Alexander the Great, I always think of William the Conqueror, since they both had some near similarities. One, they came from powerful families that controlled land, and two, they always conquered land, so, you know, yeah. And they were both, like, very famous people that lived in history. And sometimes I like to refer to him as Alexander the Conqueror, but we call him Alexander the Great, so, Yeah. Um, Alexander the Great is famous for, um, the king of Macedon for less than 13 years. Alexander the Great changed the course of history, one of the world's greatest military generals. He created vast empires and stretched from Macedonia to Egypt and from Greece and to parts of India. This allowed Hellenistic culture to become widespread. And usually whenever we hear Alexander the Great, we always think about all the accomplishments he made, like, Oh, he conquered land. He did conquests in Atalon, Syria, Phoenicia, Judea, Gaza, Egypt, Mesopotamia, Persia, and Bactria. Like, all those places. And Taxila, India. Like, we think of all these. But well, let's just dig a little bit deep into his love life. <laughs> so, we know he had about um, three wives. So, we will talk about Parisasis II. I apologize if I said that wrong. So, this was his first wife, I believe. I'm not really sure. Their marriage didn't last too long. (laughs) And, so actually, his first wife was actually Roxanne. Um, We'll get into her later. I didn't mean, I didn't know that she wasn't the first wife of Alexander the Great, so I apologize for that. So, she was the youngest daughter of Arexis the Third of Persia. She married Alexander in three hundred twenty-four BC at the Susa weddings. And there's a lot of conspiracy theories, like because historians are kind of dig deeper, digging deeper into her life, and they may have. And they're probably thinking that she may have been murdered by Alexander's first wife, Roxanne, like I told you earlier, in 323 BC. So this is a possibility. This this is a possibility. Or maybe she just, like, died out of natural causes. Because, like, let's be real, this was the ancient times. And technology didn't advance by at least, like, rubbing some feces on wounds. So, yeah. But that is a possibility. Maybe she was jealous of... Maybe Roxanne was jealous of... So, let's move on to Roxanne. So, Roxanne, or Roxana, actually. Her name's Roxana, but people usually call her Roxanne, which I was just calling her. Or, she actually had, like, five nicknames. So, she has Roxanne, Roxanna, Roxanne, Roxha. See her. I apologize if I'm saying that wrong. I didn't mean to offend anyone. Or 
Roxandria and Roxanne, but one A this time. And she was the Bactrian princess whom the Macedonian king, Alexander the Great, and her married. And after defeating Darius III, the Achaemen king, and invading Persia. So she did this all with, like, um, by herself. So she didn't need a man to fight and invade lands. She was just Roxana. So she just did what she did to do. I mean, a girl's got to do what a girl's got to do. <laughs> so we know that she was born in 340 BC in Sogdia. We don't know when the exact month or day she was born. And but we don't even know the exact year, month or day she she died. She died in like Greece, Apollis, Apollis, Greece. And her parents were, and her parent was Oxyeters. Like, um, we couldn't, fi- I couldn't actually find the, f- I mean, wait, the mother? Sorry, I almost said, like, I almost said the father, but it was actually, like, we couldn't find the mother. Because, like, she isn't really on here. So, it took me a long time researching the mother, and it's possible her mother died before, after she was born, like, we don't really see her mother. Like, I couldn't really find her mother. So I'm really sorry. She did have a child, just only one child. And Alexander the... Um, ha- There's this, like, symbol where it's a V and an I. I think it's, like, the sixth or, like, you know, fifth. So she, I guess I'm going to call it Alexander the sixth of Macedon. So it was her and Alexander's child. So pretty much... So now we're moving to Sterina the second. And like, whenever I'm doing these things, I realize that all these marriages didn't really last too long. Well, Roxanne's last the longest, of course. Because our girl was basically uh, Alexander the Great's type. When you really think about it. Because, like, she was a conqueror. She conquered land. She tamed them. Like, she was Alexander's type. So let's move on to Steranera. She was Darius the second daughter. Steranera is possibly also known as Barsine. She was the daughter of Steria the first and Darius the third of Persia. After her father, after her father's defeat at the Battle of Isis, Steria and her sister became captives of Alexander of Macedon. They were treated well, and she became Alexander's second wife at the Caesar wedding. <laughs> Another Caesar weddings in 324 BC. So she was born on 346, and it actually and it says she's a, she got assassinated on 323 BC. Not sure why, but mm, man, I'm guessing. I mean. They didn't really have guns at the time, so she might have got assassinated with, like, a sword or an arrow. So, yeah, things didn't really advance that much. She had, like, um, Steria the First was her mother. I, I think I said sister earlier, but I didn't mean it. So, her sibling was Dyripetus, and her cousin was Amateurus. Amateurus. 
I'm apologizing if I said it wrong. I was trying to say it right the whole time. I kept practicing. But I kept failing. But it's okay. Because, like, I'll learn how to say it soon enough. And so Alexander just had three wives. Pretty decent for a conqueror. Um, so his nationality was Macedonian. And his religion was ancient Greece religion. So, he has one, he has a, has seven quotes, but I'm just going to read this one. There is nothing impossible to him who will try. Remember upon the conduct of each depends the fate of all. Heaven cannot broke two sons, nor earth two masters. So, that's actually a very, very nice quote. Okay. Man actually had good quotes. And, as I said earlier, very earlier, his kingdom was Macedonia. Things were, um, like, some places were named after him, like Alexandria. Like, it kind of, like, um, Alexandria. Like, I thought it was going to be named Alexander. But I guess the great minds of the time were like, hey, let's name this Alexander. But we put an I-8. They were like that at the time. I bet that. So, Alexander died in Babylon. We don't even know the year or something. So, his childhood was a little pretty decent. Like, he was, back when he was, like, little, little, like, he inspired in his interests in philosophy, medicine, and scientific investigation. As a teenager, Alexander became known for his exploits on the battlefield which led to him being the great conqueror we think of today. And also, he was the son of Philip II and Olympias, the daughter of the king, Netopolium of Araspe. From from 13 to 16, he was also taught by the Greek philosopher Aristotle. And as I said earlier, he inspired an interest in philosophy, medicine, and scientific um, investigation and was known on the battlefield. And this guy, he was ruthless and impulsive. He was also char, charmant, charmatic and sensible. His troops were extremely loyal, believing he uh, all hardship. Hugely ambitious, Alexander drew inspiration from the gods, Archilles, Hercules, and Dionysus. He also played a deep interest in learning and encouraging the spread of Hellenistic culture. So, he um, wanted the spread of Hellenistic culture. Let's see what that is. Hellenistic is related to the Greek history, language, and culture from the death of Alexander the Great to the defeat of of Cleopatra and Mark Anthony by Octavian in 31 BC. During this period, Greek culture flourished, spread through the Mediterranean and Near East and Asia and centering on Alexandria and Egypt and Nepargion and Turkey. So, yeah, the Hellenistic period was just a period of cover of history um, between the death of Alexander the Great and, and, the, and the emergence of the Roman Empire. As significant as the Battle of Akutimum in 31 BC and the conquest of the planet of Egypt in the following year. 
So Hellenist, the Hellenistic period just started from 323 BC and then it ended in 30 BC. So it was actually kind of decent time. Like Hellenistic religion. So Hellenistic religion, any various system of beliefs and practice of the Mediterranean people from 30 B, 30, from 300 BC to AD 300. The period of the Hellenistic influence one has taken a hold when constitutes one of the most creative periods in the history of religions. So this period was actually pretty popular. Okay, it didn't. I don't think like really people talk about Hellenistic period. So yeah, I'm not sure if this was good or bad, but I mean. So, if most, this is what mostly people use back then. So, usually if you went back in time to here, you would mostly find mostly Hellenistic. So, yeah. So, back to Alexander the Great. And also, it says he's a king, which is true, of course. And, so he did a lot of work. So, he... He made a camp, a military campaign through the Western Asia and Northeastern Africa, and the age of 30, he had created one of the largest empires of the ancient world, stretching from Greece to Northwestern India. He was undefeated in the battle and was widely considered one of the history's most successful military commanders. During, wait, after Philip's assassination, and he was tutored by Aristotle until age 16, after Philip's assassination, he succeeded in his father to take the throne and inherit a strong kingdom and an experienced army. Alexander was awarded the generalship of Greece, and also he used this to authorize to launch his father's pan-Hellenic project to the Greeks in the conquest of Persia. In the in 334 BC, he invaded Achaemenid. Empire, Persian Empire, and began a ser- series of campaigns that lasted all the way up to 10 years, guys. 10 years. This man was a beast of a man. Like, I can't say. Following the conquest of Anatolia, Alexander broke the power of the Persia in a series of decisive battles, including those of Isuus and Galamela. He subsequently overthrew the Persian king Darius III and conquered the Achaemenid Empire in its entirety. At that point, his empire stretched from the Adriatic Sea to the Bias Sea, which is pretty long. <laughs> Alexander evaded to reach the end of the world and the Great Outer Sea and invade India in 326, winning over an important victory over Pasius and at the Battle of the Hisbit. At the Hisbit. Hidapsis. <laughs> I got it. He eventually turned back at the demand of his homesick troops dying in Babylon in 323 BC. The city had planned to establish his capital without an execution of a series of planned campaigns that would have begun in the invasion of Arab in the year following his death. A series of civil wars tore his empire apart, resulting in the attachment of hundreds hundreds of several cities ruled by Dao-Ochi. And also, fun fact, Ochi's my last name, and they actually took a little piece of my last name, so that's pretty cool. Alexander, oh, back to the, back to the script. Alexander's surviving generals and heirs. Alexander's legacy includes the culture diffusion and syncretism, which 
his conquests engaged such as Greco Buddhism. He founded some 20 cities that bore his name, most notably Alexandria in Egypt. Alexander's settlement of Greek colonists and the resulting spread of Greek culture in the East resulted in a new Hellenistic civilization, aspect of which still were evidented in the traditions of the Beastic Empire excuse me, in the mid fifteenth century AD. In I mean and the persist of Greek Alexander became a legendary as a classic hero in the Mound of Achilles. And he featured prominently in the history and myth tra- traditions, both Greek and non-Greek cultures. He wasn't. He was undefeated in the battle and be and became the measure against which military leaders compared themselves. Al- excuse me. Military academies throughout the world still teach his tactics. He is often ranked among the most influential people in history. So, yeah, and also, guys, if you live in Greece or if you're, like, hearing this from Greece, there's a statue of Alexander the Great in Theolactic Macedonia, Greece. So, as I said before, like, he was tutored, Aristotle tutored the young Alexander, and he was actually a pretty educated guy since, like, he knew all these strategies, where to be and where to go. So, when you really think about it, he was very successful. And just to be clear, this was BC's. He didn't really like where there wasn't any cameras, so they usually made statues. And that is a big help in today's world because we know what these people look like. Anyway, so Alexander was a very influential man, and if you go on like Google, you can see a bunch of his accomplishments and what he's accomplished so far within his own life. I'm pretty sure in the heavens right now, he's still fighting the Persians. So, Alexander, if you're hearing this from heaven, I'm telling you, you're working, and you're great. So, that ends my podcast, and thank you all so, so, so much for listening. I hope to see you guys next time, and um, I will do another episode as soon as I have time, because I have to balance school and this podcast and a few other things, too. So, bye, stay happy, and stay safe because of COVID. Bye!